Welcome back to the Real Life Theology Podcast. I hope that everyone had a great Memorial Day yesterday and had a good time with friends and family, remembering those who sacrificed themselves so that we can have freedom in this country. In this episode, J.P. Robinson discusses identity and what it looks like to have your identity in Christ. And he describes how a lot of Christians, even though they say, yeah, I'm sold out for Jesus, I'm ready to put my foot down and say that he's Lord and King, still have a lot of issues and bondage a lot of time and fights with the enemy. So he describes what it looks like to place your identity in Christ, be firm in that, and know that he is good and he is Lord. Let's go ahead and listen in together today as he describes what it looks like to have a firm identity in Christ. Well, right now we're in uh, the middle of the, a series that we're doing on uh, a book that David Run- uh, Young wrote called Resilient. And one of the things that, um, that we decided to do as we, uh, those of us who are helping to plan this series, is to say, you know, are there certain, uh, are there certain topics that we really need to lay the foundation for um, that are outside of, of the chapters within the book? And so the first one that wasn't in the book, but we said, we're going to lay this foundation is, is like that we are people of hope, right? We are people of hope. Um, given what's going on around us, we, we have so much hope. The other one that we need to do to, to lay the foundation for is that there is a chapter coming up next week that we're going to talk about, and it's, you know, standing in, in who we know we are. But before we can stand in who we know we are, we need to know who we are. Agreed? So that's what we're doing today. Today's topic the focus of the teaching is, is knowing who we are. What is our identity? Uh, one of the things that, that I, I know, because I've, I've met with a lot of people, a lot of Christians now. These are people that are like, no, I, I follow Jesus. I believe in him. I believe the teachings of scripture. I'm committed to following Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior. One thing that I can tell you is a lot of the people that I know who would claim that, and they claim that, at the same time would also as we get deeper into some of the things they might be struggling with, they find themselves in some bondage, okay, to lies that the enemy has told them that they have believed about themselves, right? So what I'm saying is you actually have believers full of the Holy Spirit who have been called to be free and are free in Christ, but yet still feel that there is some bondage related to their identity and the lies that they've believed because the enemy has told them those lies and over time they've believed them versus who God says they are. Does that make sense? That's a real thing. And it's a real thing for a lot of people. And so what I want to do, so I I just want to declare right now Uh, to you and to the heavenly realms that I'm not going to stand for that in the name of Jesus, okay? I, 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 I will not tolerate the enemy doing that to the people of God. I will not stand by and be silent while he tries to mess with people who are, who belong to Jesus, okay? So I'm saying that out loud right now, that I have zero tolerance for that, okay? Because it's not who we are and we're not going to stand for it. Here's the work that we need to do. We need, we've got to talk about where we got lost, Okay, where, where did this stuff start going sideways? Well, let's go to Genesis. The Lord took the man and put him in the garden 
of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Okay, so look, here's what's going on. Eden is perfect. It's beautiful. Eve comes into the picture. She's made from the, the, the rib of Adam. They're together. It's beautiful. They're naked. They're not ashamed. It's wonderful. God's design is what's best. And he's given them instructions as to what to do, what brings life for them, and what could bring death. He's given them free will along with everybody who followed after them. The freedom to accept the goodness of God. The freedom to walk in the security and protection that God offers. And the freedom to trust and rely on the truth that what God has given them is enough. So here is where the devil enters. And his intentions are to destroy what God has created whatever way he can. And he uses his greatest weapon, which is lies. That's what he does. So when Jesus, this is interesting because Jesus basically just describes the devil and, and his nature, there are some Jews that are feeling very confident in who they are and whose descendants they are, right? And they're also, and, and Jesus is trying to tell them, you guys are, are, are not thinking about this correctly because Jesus is saying, I have come that you could have life in me. And they know that he's saying this message. And then they're saying like, well, we have Abraham's our father and God is our father and we don't need any of this stuff you're talking about. And Jesus said, if that were true, what you were talking about, then you would love me because I've been sent from the father. So you would love me. But instead you're deceived. And then he goes on to talk about who their father is. And when he talks about this, hatred from them. But not only does he say who their father is, then he describes the nature of that father. Jesus tells them, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So the serpent finds Eve in the garden and does what he does. He speaks his native language, lies. Did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? He knew the answer to that. He's like, no, not any, but he did, he did say this one. We can't eat from the one in the center of the garden because if we do, that we'll die. He said, don't even touch it. And then here is the father of lies speaking. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So what's going on? Well, straight up, the first thing we see here in verse four is a lie. He just starts with a lie. And he's trying, he's, he's, oh man, he's messing with Eve because if this is what's not recorded in scripture, but we can think through a thought process. What might be happening here? Okay. I'm going to take a little creative license. Don't get, don't get angry. 
Here's what could be happening. Okay, so if I eat that, maybe I can be like God. Uh, so why is God, why doesn't God want me to eat that? I mean, does he know what's best for me? Or should I make this decision? Maybe this is better for me than what he, he says. Okay, so, so what's really going on? Well, what's happening is there's a questioning going on. God created everything, and we know that Scripture says, he said, it is good. This is good. It's enough. And what's happening, what's happening is Satan is saying, is it really enough, though? I mean, you could have more. Is God enough? Now, I know. Now now we're going to a, a far place with this. But if we take it to the logical conclusion What's happening here is that Eve is not saying, hey, God is enough. Everything he's given me is enough. He's saying, she's saying, oh, well, the serpent said this, and maybe there's more. God said it is good. And the enemy is telling Eve it's not good enough. That's what's happening. So we know what happens, right? Eve eats the fruit. Adam eats the fruit, the fall of man takes place. And when God confronts Eve about it, what is her response? The serpent deceived me. The serpent deceived me. Basically what she's saying is, I believed a lie. It wasn't just the deception, it was the belief. A lie came out of the serpent's mouth. Instead of a rejection of that lie, there was an exploration of the lie and then a belief. Big mistake. So when sin enters the world, so does brokenness. And with brokenness, it's the broken relationship with God. And then the idea of identity and who we are, it gets warped. Here's what I want to say today. And, And I'm... More than happy if you guys want to chime in and agree with me, okay? God's word tells us who we are, okay? Like, full stop. Who we are in Christ, we find in Scripture. That is the truth, okay? Now, the opposite of who we are is who we are not. That's logical, So when someone says, I'm struggling with my identity, it's because they're not understanding and walking in the reality of who they are because they're believing lies that are telling them who they are not. Yet over time, these lies start to sink in and they make such a strong impression that people start to believe that they're true. We see a lot of headlines right now, okay? Headlines can make us stressed out. In fact, I feel like that's what they're designed to do. When you see a headline pop, on a, pop, a pop up on a TV screen or like on your phone or whatever, it's usually not like, yeah, I got the warm fuzzies from this one. It's usually like, oh man, it's, it's bad. It's bad out there, everybody, okay? So I've taken the concept of headlines and I've, thrown them into like a few situations where the enemy is trying to lie. 
Let's, um, let's take a look. Here's one. Forgetful dad drops the ball. Sad dad responds, I'm destined to blow it. Now, by the way, the theme here will be that all of the stuff in the yellow ticker underneath are the lies, okay? These are the lies the enemy is telling. Let's go to the next one. Mom loses it, fails again. Witnesses, she's horrible. She's ruining her family. Okay, next. Teen says the wrong thing. Classmates react. He'll forever be known for this. Next. Addict gives in once more. Her critics, she's a disgrace. She'll never get better. Okay, how about this one? Couple has it all, feels empty. Husband reacts, we'll be okay. It's nothing that a new car can't fix. Okay, <laughs> just leave that one up there for a second. Then, and this one isn't a headline, but this one has more to do with the lies that we believe from the enemy. When, when there are people who are well-intentioned people who love us, these are Christian brothers and sisters who are coming and noticing that there's something not right. There's something going on with somebody. So then they go to him. Let's look at this picture. Are you okay? I'm fine. Except there is this monster of hurt that is behind that statement. And the monster, the enemy is telling them, don't tell anyone that you need help, that you're in pain, that you're depressed, that you're sad, that you're angry, right? Don't tell anybody that because if you tell them that, then they'll really know what's going on with you. They won't, they won't want to be around you. you. You know, it's, they'll, the enemy will think of any lie possible to get this person from actually speaking out those things that are written and that darkness behind them because that's what the enemy does. Shut it down, don't tell anybody, right? That's what he does. He's a liar, okay? I'm calling him out right now. That's a lie. That's not who we are. So let's talk about where we're found, right? Let's talk about the beauty of where we're found. Let's look at Galatians 4, starting in verse 4. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, those who, had, who did not have a chance to be good enough, in other words. There was no way that following the law was going to make anybody good enough, right? To redeem those under the law, that we might receive... Listen to this language, adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but, a, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. What? I mean, let's go, right? So we speak that into the heavenly realms. Listen, guys, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. This is not a golf clap thing, okay? It's just not. Here's why. If, if we don't understand this and walk in this truth, then we will be walked over by the enemy. He will walk over us. So we walk in this reality and know that anytime he tries to lie to us, we say, you cannot touch me. I am a son of the most high. I'm an heir of God. 
He has adopted, grafted me into his family. You have no authority over me, and I reject the lie that you're trying to tell me. That's how we work, okay? We have to operate like this. We must be vigilant and walk in who we are and not who the enemy tries to lie to us about. He tries to get us to believe a certain thing. It's not who we are. You know what this says? What this passage says right before what I read? It says that everybody who's been baptized into Christ has clothed themselves with Christ. We're clothed with Christ. We're not the same anymore. We are clothed with Christ. And we believe things like God demonstrated his own love for us that while we were still sinners, he died for us. We believe he's delivered us from the domain of darkness and he's transferred us into his kingdom, right? And in him we have the redemption, the forgiveness of sins. That is our identity. It's who we are. Man, that we would be a people who would stand in this truth and not be bound by lies that are trying to derail us and who we are and trying to get us to be quiet and feel inadequate because, well, I can't talk about why. I don't have any ground to speak. Why not? Because I feel horrible about myself. Why do you feel horrible about yourself? Well, because I keep doing these things. I wish I didn't do them. Okay, but who's telling you that you're condemned by those things? The enemy is telling you that you're condemned. And there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So therefore, we can squelch that and say, we are people who have a voice. We stand for what is right. We know who we are, and we're not condemned. And we reject the lies of the enemy. That is the reality of who we are, but we must walk in the truth of who we are. And we have to do battle. We must be vigilant and going to war against those forces that would want to destroy us. They cannot. They do not have the authority. All authority belongs to Christ. And he has passed that to us. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. Amen? The new. We're not the same. We're not like we were before. What happened? What's changed? Don't just say what's changed is that, well, our eternity is secure. We're thankful for that. So let's just get kicked around the whole time we're here and wait to get there. That's not it. We walk victorious now. Now. And who we are. Not like duck and cover until Jesus comes back. That is not, that is not what's going on when it comes to our identity. We walk in the fullness of who we are in Christ and the truth of who we are. I want you guys to take a look at this QR code. If you, if you scan that, it'll take you to a PDF document. And that document has to do with our identity in Christ. And, and we've got actually some of these that you'll see. We've got some to hand out at the doors. And it's kind of first come, first serve today because we don't have a lot of them, but we do want to hand some out. But... Um, this, is, this will supplement that. 
this is a document that's put out by Neil Anderson and the Freedom of Christ Ministries. On that document, I want to show, I want to show you all this slide about Satan's lies and God's truth, okay? Here, here are the, the lies that Satan tells, and then here are the truths, okay? Satan's lies that you're a sinner because you sin. We're talking about Christians here, everybody. Satan's lie is that as a Christian, you're a sinner because you sin. God's truth is that you are a saint. You are a saint, one who's declared righteous by God, and yes, we sin, right? We sin because our flesh is flawed, but we come before him and we're forgiven, right? And we repent and we walk in the reality that our sin is covered. So our identity is not that we're sinners. Our identity is that we're saints. How about this lie? Your identity comes from what you have done. No, your identity comes from what God has done for you, right? That's our identity. How about this lie? Your identity comes from what people say about you. The truth, your identity comes from what God says about you. And this lie, your behavior tells you what to believe about yourself. And God's truth is your belief about yourself determines your behavior. When we understand who we are in Christ, it changes us. It changes the way we live, changes the way we speak. This is what I say to the enemy right now in front of everybody. Don't lie to me about who my father is. And don't lie to me about who I am because I know who I am in Christ. So quit it. Like seriously, stop. When that stuff happens, when those lies happen, are we, are we doing battle that way? I'm serious about this. You know, when, the, when this stuff happens, is it like, bam, or is it like, no, no? Are we taking a hit or are we stopping that and saying like, absolutely not, I renounce that in the name of Jesus. That is not true. That's not who I am. Don't try to lie to me about my father. Don't try to lie to me about how he views me. And let me just say this. We're gonna have somebody come up here in just a second. And she's gonna share a, a really great testimony about her own journey and, and finding her identity. But let me just say this. We have to and must understand that God is the one who defines who we are. Okay? Like, it's crucial that we get that. It's, it's God's definition. It's who we are in Him. We have to stand strong in that. The enemy wants to tell us everything but, right? Thanks again for joining us today on our podcast. We really hope that this gave you encouragement in understanding your identity in Jesus and not standing for the lies and deceit of the enemy. We'll be back with you next week on the Real Life Theology Podcast.